0: This week on the show, our pop culture references, we talk about the movie My Neighbor Totoro and Fortune Cookies. It's the last week of September 2021, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. (laughs) I'm your host, Linnea, and I'm joined by Evan. Hello there. And Brian. Hello. So, let's start off with our pop culture references. Who wants to go first? I'll go
1: first. So, this week, Roblox, the video game, has publicly released voice chat. Huh. (laughs) So, now you can talk on Roblox through a microphone to other people.
2: Is it only people who are on your friends list, or is it everyone? Everyone. Hmm. I don't know if I like that.
1: Yeah, it's only for people over 13.
2: Oh, okay.
1: You have to show, like, some ID of yours that, like, a passport or something to get verified for it. So, yeah, that's interesting. I'm not going to be doing it because I'm not over 13. There have already been some interesting games made about it, like, you can scream into your microphone on it and you run in a game. That's literally all you do, you just scream into a microphone and run. But, yeah, I'm excited about this new feature.
2: So I will go. I'm still debating up until right now what I want to talk about for my pop culture reference. So I'll say that this week on Apple TV, they have released a new series called Foundation. And it's based on some very influential sci-fi books published by Isaac Asimov many, many, many years ago. It's a sci-fi.
0: How many years ago? Is that the one that you were showing me trailers for?
2: Yeah, I was showing you the trailers for it. So the first two episodes came out last Friday, and they're going to release one episode every week now for the next number of weeks. I think it's ten episodes. I'm not quite sure. So yeah, I watched the first episode, and it it was pretty good. It was interesting. I have to say, I was never a huge fan of the book. To me, the... I don't want to say this. You know, everyone says that this it, this is a monumental work of science fiction, and so many things are based on it. And I think maybe the problem is is that looking back on it, it's... It's nothing like the science fiction we have now, in that it's almost just a collection of of small little short stories put together into a larger format. So even though there are characters, there's very little character development. It spans thousands and thousands of years, so it's hard to get attached to any one character. The most interesting about the series is that it just has these grand ideas about the future of mankind and things like that. So so how they're going to adapt this series into a into a TV show will be one of the interesting aspects of it. The stories were so short and brief that it leaves a lot of room for for new material and for various interpretations of it. So I think they're fleshing out parts of the story that were just sort of glossed over because again it was spanning these thousands of years. So I don't know, that's a long description of the show, but I'll keep watching it and see what I think of it. I'm not sure if you kids would be interested in it. You know, if if you are, I'll certainly watch it with you. Uh, if you're interested in some real heady sci-fi kind of stuff. I'm not
0: interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so my pop culture thing is that they're making a live-action version of um, one of my, f- er, my favorite shows, She-Ra, and it'll be... <laughs> it's going to be on Amazon, and they haven't really worked on it that much yet, but it's going to be live action.
2: Oh, wait. No, that's an interesting quote you just said. It's your favorite cartoon? Yeah. Really?
0: You didn't know that?
2: <laughs> I didn't know. So even more than, say, something like Kipo and the Age of Wonderbeasts? Yeah. Even more than Hilda? Yeah. Wow. I didn't... It's
0: a very similar to show to like Keepo and Steven okay. Universe.
2: I didn't even know that. Okay. Wow. Your favorite cartoon. Okay. I
0: guess it is. Animated.
2: So I suppose we are watching that. we we'll to, we'll to talk it. about that one. You haven't
0: these. gotten to the super good part yet, though. Oh, okay. But anyway, let's start talking about Totoro. <laughs> My Neighbor Totoro is a 1988 Japanese fantasy film animated by Studio Ghibli and written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki.
2: The film is about two young girls who move out to a rural area in Japan with their dad, and meet a variety of friendly forest spirits.
1: Since its release, my neighbor Totoro has received worldwide critical acclaim. The movie and the character of Totoro have become cultural icons. The
0: characters in this show are the two girls, Mei and Satsuki, and they have just moved from somewhere to a real area in Japan that's kind of like by a forest with their dad. They moved because
1: the girl's mom has been hospitalized recently. Yeah. And it's just
0: easier to be in the area where she is. So, the two main characters are Satsuki and Mei, and Mei is, I think, supposed to be three years old. She, what? She's old? They, no, they say it, and we watched, when we watched it in the Japanese version, they, the adults that were talking to her always referred to her as being three years old.
1: That's so weird. She seems older.
0: Yeah, she doesn't really seem like a three-year-old. But at the same time, she kind of (laughs) does.
2: How old do you think she is?
0: I feel like she'd be closer to like four or five. Yeah, I was going to say she she would be five.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I I would say she's five.
1: Mm -hmm. We can just say she's five, even though she's actually three.
0: But yeah, so May is this, she's just this ball of energy. She definitely acts... Like a toddler. <laughs> then you have her older sister, Satsuki, who's probably like seven or eight, maybe. I think ten. Ten? She's definitely is a lot more mature than May.
2: Yeah, I I'd, I'd say eight would be a good number for me, I yeah. think.
0: Then you have their dad. Their dad is there. He's not as major of a character really. He's a nice guy. He's he's nice. He's he, in the movie. It's kind of where he just kind of goes along with everything that they're saying throughout the whole movie. <laughs>
2: yeah, so he's a some kind of a college professor maybe yeah. or a teacher. He's some sort of teaching. We, we're not quite sure what he's doing. We see him mm-hmm. studying books and writing, and he goes off to wherever he teaches and comes back. But, yeah, the story doesn't focus on him. It, it's more the young girls.
0: I kind of like that the dad's personality is that, like, they, when they moved to this house, everyone's saying that it's haunted, and you'd think that they'd get freaked out, but the dad's just like, oh, great, I've always wanted to live in a haunted house. Oh, my God, it's a haunted house! A dream house, guys! Like, when uh, the girls come up to him later in the movie, and they're like, wow, we saw four spirits, he's like, oh, wow, that's so cool! Like, he doesn't question it at Lucky. all. I like to think that when he was
1: little, he met a forest spirit himself.
2: Yeah, I like that the father is portrayed as someone who is willing to go along with what the girls say they see. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. dismiss it outright, and in fact, he he actually brings them at one point to a tree to to honor it. So I think yeah. I I just like that that he has that character that he's willing to go along with it, and also to to just accept that yeah, there are things like that.
0: I've noticed this in, like, a lot of Studio Ghibli movies. Like, I think Mom was the one who pointed this out. But, like, we were watching Ponyo, which is another movie by the same animation studio. And Mom was talking about how in American movies, whenever, like, children see something weird or paranormal and they bring it up to the parents, the parents never believe them. But in all of these movies, the parents are just like, Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Wow, I totally believe They just believe completely you. go along with it. What do you think about all of the forest spirits and just the concept of that? I think
1: that a lot of them are very cute.
2: It's probably a very cultural-based, isn't it? Yeah. I would think, yeah. So I like that the movie sets out that there are these things, and we don't, we don't see them right away. Uh, the movie gradually leads into us seeing these forest spirits, and they start out small and gradually get bigger and bigger as we meet some of these spirits i like that they're not threatening i like that they're just
1: they're just kind of there
2: right yeah they're kind of cute they they live they they coexist in the world and if you're lucky enough to see them that's kind of a blessing to you
0: only children can see them that's what the song says at least yes. yeah so yeah it's only really little kids that can see the four spirits and you always have to trust a song
2: Part of it is probably belief, too. Yeah. You think, because, I mean, even even the adults who who do believe in them, maybe you get to that point in your life where, sure, they're there, but you don't really believe in them, and then they kind of disappear. But mm-hmm. but but for a kid where everything is magical, yeah, there are four spirits, and then you can see them. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so what do you guys think about the movie's soundtrack?
1: Good. I like every song they're, they're all very relaxing. You
2: know, it has a main Totoro theme that we hear yeah, it is very soothing and relaxing and
1: we like to call it the perfect movie to sleep to <laughs> at our house.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: To, to sleep to?
0: Yep. Why? That's what mom always says. She says well, we used, when we were toddlers we would watch this movie all the time and it would be good for mom because she would get a break and just get to fall asleep because it's just so peaceful. Oh, okay,
2: so sleep movie for her, not for you. Sleep movie (laughs) for (laughs) adults. Okay. Yeah, but the soundtrack is by, uh, do you know the composer's name?
0: And let's see. I I listened to the soundtrack on Spotify, so I should know it, but I forgot.
2: (laughs) I believe it's, and I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but it's Joe... Hisashi or something. Okay, that's what I thought. But he does—he pretty much does all the soundtracks for all the Studio Ghibli movies.
0: Yeah, I really love the music in Totoro and really all the Studio Ghibli movies. The soundtracks are just so good. The music is really peaceful. It kind of has that like '80s vibe to it, which I like. All right, what do you think about the animation and the artwork?
1: As I said, as I think dad said in the review of nausicaa and the valley of the wind it's like really beautiful it looks almost like animation people would make nowadays but Mm. it's made in like the 80s so that's crazy
2: i've always noticed in in the animation how there are some things that are they just look so real like for example the the tree that they go visit where the totoro the forest spirit lives it Whenever they're by it, and you get this sort of this, this holy, sacred music in the background, and the tree just looks so real. Or there, sometimes Satsuki is standing in the rain, and she goes to this little temple, and the little and the spirit, the statues in the temple, they look so real. And at the same time, some of the people characters they almost look simple in comparison, in in a way. So I Mm -hmm. I find that juxtaposition kind of. um, you know, fun to, to look at. and But, yeah, I, the, the backgrounds are just so lush. And and it's the little attention to details. Like when they first moved to this house in the forest and they they find this little stream and they're both looking at it. And you can see tadpoles swimming in the stream yeah. and, and then, you know, they touch the water and they all swim away. It's just these fun little touches like that that just make it feel so real.
1: I remember when we saw the movie in actual Japanese, they didn't call them. What did they call them? They called them something else. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a funny translation.
0: Was it like pole tads? It I was something it was- kind of like reversed. <laughs> I really love the art style too. Just the way that the backgrounds. Like with every single background shot you get in this show, it's just so pretty. Like, how they have that much time to just draw all of that, <laughs> like... Maybe
1: their magic the <laughs> <can be okay> giveaways, <laughs> and that is the real magic.
0: Do you guys prefer to watch this movie in the English dub or the original Japanese better? English dub.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say I like the English version better. I mean, we have seen both, and...
1: We saw the Japanese dub in the movie theater. In the theater, yeah, that was pretty mm-hmm. cool.
2: So, and I think... We went in with the impression that it was going to be the English version, but yeah. it was the Japanese. And I think we were. Evan all, was so
0: angry when it was. We were a
2: little disappointed, but but I think I think it's it's actually good that we saw it in the Japanese because that way we can compare and contrast
1: for our podcast the,
2: the differences. Like w- in the English version, we have soot sprites, but in the Japanese version, they call them something totally different—dust
1: spirits or something. But,
2: yeah, it was fun to notice all the differences and to to just in the text because because of course you know the original Japanese is the way it's supposed to be you might say and the the English is just a translation of it so you know when we say we like the English version we're just liking a, a translation of it that may not be what the author originally intended mm-hmm. so I you know I think it's I think it's very important that we did see it in the original Japanese but that being said it it's it's fun to just sit back and and Not have to worry about reading subtitles and and listening to it, and and I like I like the voice actors. I think they did a good job.
0: Mm-hmm. I have a friend who speaks Japanese, and she says that she prefers the subbed version way more over the dubbed version.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I could probably, which see makes that. sense.
0: <laughs> I don't really know if I like the dubs or subs better. I feel like sometimes the subtitles are different from what they actually say in the English version and you kind of just catch different meanings behind things. So I li- I don't know, whenever I watch anime or anything really, I like to watch both the subtitled version and the dubbed version just cuz sometimes the wording can be different and make it have more of a different meaning that I never thought of before.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I again, yeah, I I think it is important to to at least experience both versions. And and that way, you know, you know what is changed.
0: All right. Do you think this movie appeals to all ages, or ju- or maybe like just kids? All ages. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that's something I wanted to bring up. So I was a big fan of shows of, of movies like *Nausicaa*, *The Valley Wind*, and um, *Castle in the Sky*. And honestly, I had never seen this movie until oh i'm trying to remember it wasn't until maybe the early 2000s and in my head for some reason i had always thought of this movie as being a very kids movie and i was really never that interested in it in seeing it and i'm not sure why that is but
1: maybe because of the trailers
2: but yeah so i'm so i'm wondering and and of course now after seeing it a gazillion times i mean i i love this movie it's it's great but i wonder I wonder if there's an age at which kids might think that it's too young for them and not appreciate mm-hmm. it, and then maybe later in life, like when they have their own kids, then they can appreciate it more. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I think, like I think maybe I think,
0: if someone my age just came and do it and watched it, they might not be as interested in it. Whereas right. I've seen it since I was a very little kid, so I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. To me it seems like the kind of movie that if you're exposed to it as a young child, I think it it will always have this magical place in your heart. And if you're exposed to it as an adult with kids, it's it's an awesome movie on many levels. But I think if you're kind of a early to late teenager who has never seen it and then suddenly watched this movie, you might you might really not go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that's just something I've been thinking. What what do you guys think about that?
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. Like, a lot of the shows I watch, mostly, like, the cartoons, whenever I see the trailers, they're just, like, the little episode descriptions and stuff. It looks all very kid-showy, but then when I actually watch it, I'm like, whoa, this is actually really good. And, yeah, the same's probably true about Totoro.
2: Another thing about this movie is th- that I wanted to ask you about, and maybe you were going to bring it up eventually, Linnea, but what is the st- story Of this, or what is the action of this movie? Because when you, yeah, when I said sort of think <laughs> about it, there's really not that much that happens in this movie. Like, if you're trying to <laughs> plot out what happens, mm. it would be hard to say, you know, when it, like for example, rising action and falling action and the, yeah, it doesn't the have climax just and
0: a continuous arc like most movies do. <laughs>
1: like, a lot of that happens just really quickly, and then it's before that is all the pretty stuff.
2: I think there's a lot of setting up the ideals or the places where they're living or in the, the idea of the forest spirits and and we get little glimpses of the girls interacting with the spirits and there's really only one sort of I don't even want to say threatening um yeah. you know they scary, kind scary. I mean there's a girl runs off and one of the young girls runs off and then the other girl has to try to find her and Totoro comes in Helps find her, and you know that's
0: that's probably the most exciting thing that happens. That's the climax
2: of the movie. It's it's.
0: It doesn't happen until very close to the end. Yeah,
2: so it, it's probably one of the most non-threatening movies that has ever been made. It's just it's so gentle, it's so kind, it's it's cute, and and again, I think this might be the reason a reason why sort of middle age teenagers might find this movie like what why am I watching this there's nothing (laughs) happening and I mean and and there is stuff happening like you know there's a there's a subtext of the mom being in the hospital and they visit the mom and and the girls are missing their mom but it's it's just an interesting story you know compared to something like Castle in the Sky which is more straightforward you know, you have action, you have suspense, you have all these chase scenes and stuff like that. There's there's nothing like that in this movie. <laughs>
1: Studio Ghibli has something for everyone, and this is
0: something for a lot of people. Something that I've noticed with almost all Studio Ghibli movies is that there's a huge focus on the environment and nature and creatures. And yeah, I see that a lot in this movie. With the way that they talk about, like, the trees and the forest and nature.
2: It's almost like the, the currency of the forest spirits is is acorns, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And there's, yeah, and it's just magical, magical creatures that live. Like, we haven't even talked about the cat bus.
1: The cat bus is amazing. Which <laughs> is,
2: which, if, if you've never seen it, <laughs> it's, it's a giant cat that is a bus. You can it's get hollow it hollow
0: on the inside. You get inside and it it has, it, and it That is my ideal method of transportation. Yeah,
2: a soft, cushy seat. Uh, you know, that's just kind of yes. That's what uh, cat bus.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: cat equal plus bus equals cat bus, obviously.
2: And again, the whole point of of people not being able to see these things, but the kids seeing it. Like for example, Satsuki gets on the bus, and the bus is moving so fast that it creates wind. Mm-hmm. And you see the bus flying by these people, and to them, they just experience a light wind going by. But to her, you know, she's she's on the the cat bus, and and she realizes that that's her. It's just it's it's so interesting how that works.
1: Yeah, and it even at the start of the movie when there is a light wind, like watching after watching the movie for like a couple times, and you see that light wind, you're like. That might be as a catbus.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You start looking mm-hmm. back at things like that and saying, "Oh, I wonder if there's a forest spirit going by that she's just not able to see yet."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so I have a question. There's a scene in which I was talking about the acorns, and the girls plant the acorns, and the acorns grow into these huge trees, and then the next day, the huge trees are gone, and it's just tiny little sprouts. What What did yeah. you think of that scene?
0: When I was a toddler and i watched it i had no idea what any of that was i was just so confused
1: yeah it's very but confusing.
0: i think there's definitely like an element of magic to all that like, like- it, they might have it might have been a dream but i really don't think that it was a dream though because it would be kind of weird if they both had the same dream i think it was just like the magic of the four spirits that were like bringing the trees making them super big Cause like you could see that the dad was there and he was kind of reacting to it, but he just didn't notice it.
1: I like to think that Totoro thought that tree was too big and it was try- going to block view of his tree, so he just chopped it down and then made it into little sprouts.
2: Part of me wonders if it's. Well, let's I so I think it. I think it actually happened. As in, I think Totoro was there and the little yeah. the little Totoros they were there. With the girls and the girls experienced it, but I think, I think the girls maybe experienced it in the way that kids can experience no, something. That would make sense. And it's, and it's just so much more important than an adult might think. So that mm-hmm. that way, the next day when they saw the sprouts, the girls were still they super excited. They were just excited. so happy about yeah. it.
0: still. you think they'd be disappointed, but they were just they jumping were just up and down.
2: Yeah. So I think to me, I think. That's just a way of them expressing that That to a kid, anything is magical. A- anything oh, yeah. can be magical. And, and I think as adults, we might lose that. You know, the dad might walk out. I mean, this didn't happen, but, you know, an adult could walk out and look and see little sprouts and say, oh, okay, well, they sprouted, great. But to a kid, that's, you know, there's magic in that. So, I don't know. That's how I see it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... What do you guys love the most about this movie?
1: Hmm, that's hard.
0: It's like, why do you love it so much? I
2: think I love it because I I think a lot of times nature is expressed as being something that is daunting and uncaring and rough. And, you know, it's the survival of the fittest. And here nature is, is nice and benevolent and... And it's caring, and it watches out for you, even if it is is a little mysterious. And it's big and soft-hearted, and and as long as you care for it, it cares for you. And I think, to me, that's the message of this. And yeah, I think that's why I love this movie so much. That that's that's mm-hmm. my opinion.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I like it. I no. I don't know why. It's just good.
0: I love this movie a lot. I think it's just, maybe just because I've known it for so long. Like, I can't remember a time when I have not known about this movie. Like, I don't remember at all the first time I watched it. It's just sort of always been there. And it's just, it's a really comforting movie to watch. It's just so nice and peaceful.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a fun movie. It's You can put this movie on any time, and it just makes you feel calm and mm-hmm. comforted and I think too it, it's interesting that Totoro is pretty much the logo for Studio Ghibli whenever yeah. you see the start of any other of movies where it says Studio Ghibli there, it's always Totoro there mm-hmm. so I think you know there's something about Totoro that's just magical and and transcends everything you see Totoro and you know that it's going to be something quality you know Studio yeah. Ghibli and and the that they use Totoro for that and and you, every once in a while you see Totoro top, crop up in other things. Like we were watching My Hero Academia, <laughs> and one of them had Totoro on their backpack. Uh, Totoro has been in some Pixar movies. Yeah,
1: it's, it was in Toy Story 3. Yeah,
2: and so, yeah, it's just, everyone just loves Totoro. Mm. And and if you've never seen it, you, you probably might recognize it if you saw a picture of it if you haven't seen it. But yeah, this movie is just, it's just wonderful.
0: Okay, so what are your guys' rankings for this movie? Uh, I'll put it in the top seven movies <laughs> of
1: my ranking. You mean
2: ranking like, uh, yeah. like, <laughs> like like 10 out of 10 or something like that? Cause, yeah. Because that's what I would give it. I'd give yeah. it a 10 out of 10. I love this movie. It's just wonderful. It's, it's beautifully animated. It's, the colors are wonderful. Totoro is just, I mean, if I could see any mystical creature from a movie, I'd be hard-pressed not to say Totoro just because... <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cool to see yeah. To see Totoro. Um, yeah, so 10 out of 10. If you have little kids in your house, even if you're an adult, even if you're a teenager who might think this sounds really stupid, um, yeah, I'd say check out this movie and watch it because it, it is just a monumental movie of, of animation, and, and everyone should really know something about Totoro.
1: And if you don't like it, watch it again in 10 years and see how I feel about it.
0: Yep, for me, this movie is an easy 10 out of 10 as well. I love it so much. Evan, what about you?
1: 9.5 out of 10. Look, but isn't this like your like favorite movie? 10 out of 10 movie doesn't exist. There's nothing, oh, so you're one of those kinds of people. There's no perfect movie. What in the heck? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong wait, with wait, you? Wait, there's no perfect movie. There's no p- absolutely you perfect movie. You haven't
2: watched Star Wars movie. with me?
0: I have, but there's <laughs> no perfect movie. Okay, so I now know that Evan is the cynical type of person who doesn't believe in magic. Okay.
1: I believe that there's nothing perfect yet.
0: Yeah, what is wrong with you? Anyway, uh, fortune cookie time. Okay, so my fortune is, beware the fury of a patient man. I think we've gotten that before.
2: Beware what?
0: Beware the fury of a patient man. (laughs) Oh,
2: fury. Fury, F-U-R-Y. Yeah. Oh, okay, at first I thought you said theory. <laughs> <laughs> Beware the theory of that. I was like,
1: what? <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't make sense. Mine is if you bite the hand that feeds you,
0: it won't taste as good as the food you were fed. <laughs> okay. Wait, but what if the hand that's feeding you is made out of like something really good like marshmallows? I don't know, it just says if you bite the hand that feeds but you. But what if, it won't what if taste they're feeding you a brick the and the <laughs> arm said. is like covered in marshmallows? Then the hand would taste a lot better.
2: All right, my fortune is, everyone is fun, you just have to find their fun side.
0: Aw, that's so cute, I like that. Okay, well, that wraps up this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. You can find us on the web at lunchboxreaction.net, at Twitter, at Lunchbox Reaction. I'm your host, Linnea, bye. I'm your
1: co-host, Evan. Goodbye, see you at the lunch table.
2: And I'm your co-host, Brian. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you all next week.